Hi, my name is Emily White Rubin, and I am an emotional educator, an emotional life coach, and a certified Daring Way facilitator in the work of Dr. Brene Brown. For many years now, I've watched our world label people's depth of feeling as a problem, as something to fix or mask, as anxiety, depression, as something is wrong with you. Our suicide rates continue to grow higher, and our addiction to drugs and numbing continues to increase. Many of us are hiding how much we feel because our culture can be so quick to shame or judge us for being too emotional. I witness someone apologizing for crying almost every single day. I believe that we need more emotional education, more tools, more support in being with how deeply we feel. I don't have all the answers, but I want to be in the big messy questions. How do we cause less harm in our big waves of feeling like rage, grief, anxiety, or fear? I'm here to help people learn how to be there more for themselves and for others emotionally. Welcome to Feeling Deeply. Welcome. My name is Emily White Rubin, and my intention with this podcast is to open up a more global conversation about feelings, and in particular, depth of feeling. The overall flow of this podcast going forward is that each episode will begin with what I like to call a pause, where we'll have a brief moment to check in with ourselves and how we're feeling in various ways. And then from there, we'll open up a conversation, often with a guest on a particular theme. And in the midst of that, we'll offer at least one tool, either in specific practice or spoken about, that you can then explore further if you wish. One of my main intentions is to create as safe and experiential a space as possible so that we can practice not just talking about our feelings, but being with how we feel. Growing up and throughout my life, I have felt things very deeply and have often not understood why or how I could feel so much. And as the years went by, I came to recognize that I was feeling really alone in my depth of feeling, that although others are experiencing big feelings, I found that they weren't talking about it or that they were getting hidden. And so pretty quickly, I gravitated towards acting and the theater community because that was a safer space to express big emotions. But as the years kept going by, I noticed that there was really this aspect of hiding if I'm having a really intense feeling that isn't happy, I should go hide it. I should go and hide in my grief and get over it as soon as I can. Or if I'm really angry, I should also fix that and get over it as soon as possible. Or if I'm scared, I shouldn't let anybody know. I should pretend I'm great. I'm doing fine. And these are just some very simple and very common examples of what I would witness in myself and in others throughout my life. 
so this is what this podcast is about, to normalize that depth of feeling is happening in our world, in our lives, in ourselves, and to look to respect those feelings more, to speak about them, to be open about our experiences around them, and to offer tools, to offer insight, to share life experience around what it is to be a human being and to feel. My life has taken me on a journey to really study the psychological, physical, and emotional aspects of what it is to be human. And I have been amazed to see that when it comes to feelings, when it comes to emotional life, there is, in my view, the least amount of education, the least amount of conversation, really. I can think of a thousand times in my life when I've been in conversation with someone else and in the middle of it, they've just said, oh, no, we don't need to talk about that and have just completely shut down a feeling that was coming up for them. They are often overriding it. They're not talking about it. I can feel it. I can feel it. And yet there is this Mm, no, we won't go there, or let's move on, let's talk about something else, let's change the subject. And I do feel we all have somehow passed this down to each other through many generations, this avoiding and this numbing and this, I don't know what to do with this much feeling, so let's get out of here as quickly as possible. And what I've seen over and over and over again over the past 10 years being in private practice, working with individuals and groups in New York City, and in myself, in my life, in my relationships, I see repeatedly that when I can actually be with the feelings, look at them, turn towards them, be curious about them, relate to them differently then avoiding, numbing, shutting them down, pretending they're not there. The impact that it is having on my life and the impact that I'm seeing it having in the human beings around me is remarkable. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I want to open up this conversation more. I want to share this information. I want to give the opportunity for more of us to talk about this because the benefits around not only respecting our thoughts and the sensations in our body, but the feelings, the feelings that we're experiencing, I really wonder what an impact this can have on our health and on our world. So from a health perspective, I was the most unwell. I had chronic health issues in many, many ways when I was in high school. And it was the time when I was the most sick in my life. And so I've always looked back to that time and been curious about it because I really wanted to understand what was going on with me. And although 
I did make some dietary changes and I really worked with some physical aspects of how I was treating my body. And also I looked at my mind and how I was relating to my thoughts. Both those aspects were really important in my healing. But the aspect that was left out that I didn't come to until later and the aspect that really helped sustain healing for me was also looking at my emotional life and how I was feeling and how certain feelings at that time in my life were not getting fully processed. They weren't getting a chance to move. They weren't getting a safe space to be expressed, to be listened to, to be honored. And time and again since then, I have watched how in other human beings, the emotional component gets ignored. There'll be some kind of health issue or health challenge, but the emotional piece will just be left out. And I'm not saying it's everything, but I am saying it is a piece that I believe with more training, with more education, could benefit chronic health challenges in a very substantial way. And I've done a lot of grassroots research around this through the years. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about the connections that I'm seeing. Time and again, when I see destruction in our world, I often connected back to the destruction that I see going on inside myself. And the way that feelings move through us can be so uncomfortable, can feel so out of control, can feel really fast and really intense. And I see how this affects how we can be destructive, how we can act out. For example, when I was growing up, I would attack so much out of my feeling. And we often see this in children. I would feel something really intense, like I'd feel really scared, and I would attack. I'd lash out. I'd feel really mad or really frustrated, and I would attack. I would act out on that feeling in a way that could cause harm to myself or could cause harm to those around me. And I am still working on this. I will still see myself in my life feel something really intense or really uncomfortable, perhaps unexpected, and then begin to attack, begin to cause harm. And I am so curious about how learning to relate, to pause, to not just the old count to 10, but to really refine education and unique awareness for each individual around how to navigate big feelings. How do I navigate rage and anger for myself in a way that can cause less harm in the world? This question I am so interested in and have been really developing more and more understanding about for myself and with all of the people that I'm working with and all of the people that I'm in conversation with. 
So I'm so conscious of the fact that there is no one way to navigate depth of feeling that we each uniquely can find our own way and that in that there is so much empowerment there is so much consciousness that can arise and there's so much potential to be there more for others as well because if I can be with a really uncomfortable feeling inside of myself and know how to take care of myself in that then I have more capacity and availability to be there for someone else. More than any other part of my life, I have felt the most isolated and the most alone in my depth of feeling, which is very interesting because on the flip side, in the moments when someone has been with me, stayed with me, listened to me, not tried to fix me in a deep feeling and really just allowed me to have my experience, I have also felt the most safe and the least alone. I'm interested in connection and our heart is such a part of how we connect. I would argue that it may be the most important part that is often getting ignored, suppressed, numbed. And I wonder if that is because it is not easy to feel. It is not always very comfortable to get in touch with how we feel, to get in touch with the pain, the heartbreak of what it is to be alive, and the impermanence, the uncertainty of our human existence is, it's something we feel. It's intense. This I'm interested in speaking about and hearing how we can all support each other more in the vulnerability of this exposure. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening with me. Thank you.